welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 28 of the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is Kenny Kramer. Um, no Brady this week. Um, he is out, unfortunately. So with that, we're going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to start with the spotlight game of the week for week five, and that was John Glenn at Knox. Uh, unfortunately, this one was an easy win for Knox. Uh, they took care of business as they uh, cruised to a 37-8 to win over the Falcons. Falcons fall to 3-2. and two. Knox improves to perfect 5-0. and oh. And now the stage is set for the Redskins to travel to LaVille and face the Lancers at Lancer Field this coming Friday. Be there. Be square. This could decide the Hoosier North Conference. Uh, both teams are still undefeated in conference play. Knox at three and zero, Laville at four and zero. So th- this one has big time conference uh, implications with it. Um, if the Lancers do win, they take full possession of first place and uh, are on the fast track to repeating as Hoosier North Conference champions. Uh, if LaVille falls, they fall to 4-1. and one. Um, Still a shot to get a share if Knox were to lose. Um, but then LaVille has to take care of business at North Judson too. So nothing is decided yet. There is a lot of football still yet to be played. And speaking of the Lancers, the Lancers improved to 5-0 and after a 36-6 rout of Caston. Lancers now 5-0 and and 4-0 in the Hoosier North. Comets fall to 0-5 and 0-4 in the Hoosier North. And now the Lancers have a tough three-game series here in the next three weeks. Uh, they face rival Knox this week at Lancer Field. Um... Like I said, this game will decide who will take over sole possession of first place. Uh, and this game is also going to be the spotlight game of the week for this week for the Good Fight Sports Podcast. Like I said, be there, be square. It's going to be a big crowd. Get there early. Cheer on those Lancers. If you're a Knox fan, obviously don't don't cheer on the Lancers, but you know what I mean. Anyway. Uh, we're going to jump to the Penn Kingsmen, uh, and they had a difficult time um, with Elkhart in the first half as it was tied nil-nil. Um, I didn't see that coming, but the, the Kingsmen regrouped at halftime, and they came out, put up 21 unanswered points to move on with a 21 to nothing win over the Lions. Penn now improves the four and one, and they get their first NIC East West Division win, and the Lions fall to one and four, and now are zero and one in the NIC East West Division. Penn's next game they will travel to Otolski Field to 
take on the Mishawaka Marion Knights. And that game is going to be at 7 o'clock over there at Otoski Field. Mishawaka, uh, they jumped right all over the Plymouth Rockies in the first half uh, en route to a 47 to 42 to 7 thumping of Plymouth uh, in the first quarter. The Cavemen used uh, a touchdown on their first, I believe on their first possession. Or, no, it was their, yeah, their first possession, three plays. Then they had an onside kick they recovered. Then a touchdown to quickly go up 14 nothing. I mean, there was still over eight minutes to go when Mishawaka was up 14 to nothing. So, I mean, it was, you know, two quick touchdowns. Uh, and then a couple series later, uh, Mishawaka had an interception, and they cashed it in for six. Um, that interception was by Jack Troyer. And then Troyer finished off that drive with a touchdown, and they went up 21 to nothing. And that was just the first quarter. Uh, second quarter, more of the same. Caveman put up another 21 points, take a 42 to nothing lead. Uh, I bet the Rockies did come out. They scored a touchdown in the third quarter, but I mean the game was already decided, and there was a running clock anyway, so it really it really didn't matter. Plymouth, uh, Mishawaka, excuse me, Mishawaka improves to four and one and three and zero oh in the NLC, and the Rockies fall to two and three and one and two in the Northern Lakes Conference. Now Mishawaka has one of their biggest tests all year as they now face Warsaw at Steel Stadium, which is at home for Mishawaka next week for sole possession of first place and pretty much to decide the Northern Lakes Conference. So if Mishawaka wins, they're on the fast track to winning the Northern Lakes Conference. And same with Warsaw, if they win, they're on the fast track to win the Northern Lakes Conference. So this game is going to decide the Northern Lakes Conference for sure. Uh, some other local scores here. Uh, Columbia City beat DeKalb 49-17. Concord beat Wawasee 52-0. Crown Point beat Portage 49-6. Jimtown beat Bremen 35-24. Lake Central beat Laporte 17-12. Maryville shut out Michigan Michigan City 17-0. Mishawaka Marion and Adams had a overtime game and Marion won 13-6. New Prairie beat South Bend St. Joe 29-26. That game ended in regulation. North Judson North Judson beat Winnemac 21-8. Northridge beat Goshen 43-6. Pioneer upset Hammond Central 28-12. Rochester beat Lewis Cass 44-6. South Bend Riley remains undefeated at 5-0 after a 46-6 win over Indianapolis, Washington. South Bend, Washington beat South Bend Clay 48-6. South Central beat Hammond Knoll 55-22. Tippecanoe Valley beat Culver Academy 59-28. Triton beat Culver 58-6. Valpo beat Chesterton 28-14. Warsaw killed Northwood 45-21.
I'm gonna I'm gonna share share this stat with you, and I'm not making this stat line up. So the running back for Warsaw, Reed Zollinger, uh, finished the game with. And, oh my gosh, I just don't believe I'm saying this. Forty-five carries for three hundred and thirteen yards with four touchdowns as well. Yeah, I'm not making that stat line up. 45 carries, 313 yards, and four touchdowns. That's almost seven yards a carry. And he finished nine yards short of the single-game rushing record. Um, that has to be a, a Warsaw single-game rushing record. And that has to be close to the state single-game rushing record, too. That has to be both. So what a night for Reed Zollinger. I mean, he was the bell cow in all of that. Just what what a performance. And, and, that's, and that's Bart Ball. That's what Bart Ball is. If you don't know what Bart Ball is, Bart Ball is the triple option that Bart Curtis, the head coach, of Warsaw, formerly at Mishawaka, runs. That's his style of offense, and it's nicknamed Bart Ball. It, it's it's a tough offense to stop in high school, albeit it's tough to stop in general. And just the fact that Zollinger finished with 45 carries and 313 yards just shows you how, one, how good the running back is, and two, how Warsaw was just getting movement on that offensive line against Northwood's D-line. Um and and I I'll say it I'll say it again, Northwood's offense is just meh. There there was a lot of preseason hype about Northwood's offense and I may have eaten it up a little bit. I thought Northwood was going to be a lot better than what they are. Northwood's dropped two in a row. Both one game should have been more lopsided than what it was and this and this most recent game was the epitome of what that first game should have been honestly i think northridge should have killed northwood i mean north northwood's offense is terrible i'll just put it out there they're terrible they're so predictable there's no reads made by the quarterback the quarterback knows where he's going with the ball and it's going to nitro tuggle on every single pass if it's not going to nitro tuggle most likely it's gonna be picked because he doesn't know how to throw the ball to someone else and on that northwood focuses way too much on the pass they play a pass first, run second offense. That's not how you play, especially in high school. Establish the run that opens up the passing lanes. Play action. Screens. You know, if you want to get Nitro Tuggle the ball more, find out better ways to get him the ball. Screens. Little pop passes whatever line, line up you know 
find more interesting ways to get him the ball if you want to get him the ball more. You don't always have to throw him the ball. You know, he's a five-star recruit going to Georgia. You know, and teams are singling him out. They're double-teaming him, leaving everyone else in single coverage. Why is the quarterback always going to Nitro Tuggle? Especially when there's double coverage, there's the double team on Tuggle. Don't force the ball over there. Find other people. You know, if you're tired of having Tuggle double teamed, you know, find more interesting ways to get him the ball. Jet sweeps, pop passes, like I said, screens. There's better ways to get him the ball if that's what your goal is. But you need to establish the run in order to do that. You can't be focusing on the long ball to win games. Especially now in conference play, teams aren't going to be having that. You're not playing these little dinky schools that, you know, you'll have easy wins against. No, you're playing teams like Northridge. You're playing teams like Warsaw. They don't care for Nitro Tuggle. They don't. So what do they do? They double team him, leave everyone else in single coverage, and dare that quarterback for Northwood to throw it to other receivers. And he's failed the last two weeks. He doesn't know how to throw other people the ball. And if Northwood wants to go far in the tournament, and right now, I'm they're not. I mean, their sectional is harder as hard as it is. They'll they will barely make it out of their sectional if they play like this. I'm just saying, I think sectional title is going to come down to Northwood South Bend Riley. Uh, Northridge South Bend Riley, not Northwood. Northridge South Bend Riley. I think it's going to come down to those two teams. Those teams are on the fast track to meet in the sectional championship. And that's if, you know, the draw is how it should be. But anyway, Northwood has a lot of things to work on. I think these last two games have been eye-opening for them. And it should be a wake-up call that they they have a lot of stuff to work on. And they better find what their identity is. Because they don't have an identity. You could say their identity is throwing the ball to Nitro Tuggle, but teams have quickly figured out how to stop Northwood from doing that. So, Northwood, you got to get your you got to get your act together. If you if you think you're as good as you are, then you you got to prove it. Because I'm not buying into your offense or your defense, for that matter. I'm not buying in, in anything over there in Northwood. Continuing on with scores, West Central beat North Newton 68-6. to West Noble beat Fairfield 38-8. to And Wheeler beat Boone Grove 28-20. to And then some other uh, scores from around the state uh, that I found interesting. Um stuff like that. Adams Central beat Heritage 38 to nothing. Ben Davis squeaked out a win against Warren Central 31 to 28. 
Brownsburg beat Fishers 42-28. Carmel upset Lawrence North 17-14. Center Grove got the win against Harvest Prep of Ohio 36-18. Fort Wayne Snyder squeaked out a win against Carroll of Fort Wayne 27-24. Hanover Central took it to Kankakee Valley 47-7. Heritage Christian uh, beat Indianapolis to Cena 35-21. Heritage Hills beat North Posey 10-0. Uh, Hobart beat Andrean 27-24. Indianapolis Cathedral got back in the win column uh, with a win against North Central of Indianapolis 49-6. Indianapolis Chatard beat Columbus North 28-3. Indianapolis Lutheran gets their 35th straight win, beating Cascade 49-13. Indianapolis Ron Colley beat Guerin Catholic 35-21. Vincennes Lincoln upset Castle 26-21. And Westfield beats Hamilton Southeastern 30-28. Uh, so now I'm going to do something that I did last week, uh, but I had to fix because I didn't like how I did it and how I came up with the rankings. Uh, so I'm going to do um, rankings for high school football uh, based on class. Uh, so we're going to start in 6A. Uh, like I said, I had to redo how I did it. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like the format I did last time. So. Uh, if I did rankings in the last one, forget about those rankings. I did. I don't like them, and so I redid them. So we're gonna keep going here. These are the my week, week six rankings. Uh, these are based both off of the coaches poll and AP poll. More off of the AP poll than coaches poll, but these are my own rankings. And you'll see that a lot of the top. Four, five, six, however much. Some of them do agree with the AP poll um, and coaches poll. But again, these are my own rankings. Um, just keep that in mind. So for 6A, number one, I have Center Grove at 4-1 and one, uh, after Ben Davis lost to uh, IMG Academy. Um, and I did punish them for um, kind of... For not really kind of, but squeaking out a win, a win against Warren Central, I did kind of punish them for that. Number two, I have Brownsburg at five and zero. They've proved every single test um, thus far. Uh, Westfield, I have them moving up after Hamilton Southeastern. Uh, after their uh, after Westfield's win over Hamilton Southeastern, they're five and zero. Westfield is. Ben Davis, 4-1, only lost to IMG Academy. Uh, however, there are two other teams that did overtake them, uh, and they dropped to four in my rankings. Hamilton Southeastern comes in at five. Uh, they're 4-1, uh, lost to Westfield. You can't really drop them any lower than any lower than five. Five is about the lowest you can go. Uh, Crown Point, I have them at six, at 5-0. Indianapolis Cathedral at seven at three and two. Warsaw comes in at number eight for me at five and zero. Oh. Carmel also enters these rankings number nine at three and two. 
after their upset win at Lawrence, uh, against Lawrence North. And then Lawrence North falls to 10th at 4-1 and one in my rankings. And those are 6A, so we'll move on to 5A now. Uh, at number one, obviously, it's Fort Wayne Snyder. Number two, I have Bloomington North. Number three, I have Valpo at 4-1. and one. Uh, Bloomington North is 5-0, and oh, same with Fort Wayne Snyder. Uh, number four, I have Bloomington South. They're 4-1. Plainfield at number five, they come in at 5-0. and oh. Number six, I have Mishawaka at 4-1. and one. Number seven, I have Merrillville at 4-1. and one. Number eight, I have Harrison of West Lafayette at 4-1. and one. And then number nine, I have Concord at 3-2. and two. And then finally, I have Decatur Central at three and two, coming in at number ten. Moving on to four A, <clears throat> number one through six are fairly obvious where you should put them. Number one, East Central five and zero. Number two, Kokomo five and zero. Number three, Evansville Wrights five and zero. Number four, Evansville Memorial five and zero. Number five, Greensfield Central, 5-0. and And number six, Columbia City, 5-0. and uh, Those one through six in that order, you can't really put them any, you can't really move them around at all. There is, there's no room for movement. That right there is your top six. Uh, you can carve that in stone as of right now. Uh, obviously, it's going to change as the weeks go, as the weeks progress. But as of right now, put it in stone. That's your top six. Number seven, I have Northridge at four and one. Number eight, Indianapolis, Ron Colley coming in at three and two. Number nine, New Palestine at three and two. And then number 10 is Northview at five and oh. Class 3A, number one is pretty obvious. Indianapolis, Bishop Chatard at five and one. Lawrenceburg at number two at four and one. Number three, Garen Catholic at four and one. Number four, Hanover Central at five and zero. Oh. Number five, Heritage Hills, also at five and zero. Oh. Number six, West Lafayette, four and one. Number seven, Tri West at four and one. Number eight, Vincennes Lincoln jumps in at four and one. Number nine, Gibson Southern. At three and two, and number ten Hamilton Heights comes in at five and zero. Oh. For class two A, one through three, uh, one and two swapped. Number three has stayed the same. Uh, so number one now I have Blue, uh, Brownstown Central at five and zero, oh, and number two I have Indianapolis Cecina coming in at four and one. Number three still I have Laville at five and zero. Oh. Number four, I have Bluffton at five and zero. Number five, I have Triton Central at four and one. Number six, I have Linton Stockton at four and one. Number seven, Northeastern at five and zero. Number eight, North Posey at four and one. Number nine, Heritage Christian at four and one. And number ten, Alexandria at five and zero. Class one A. Uh, one through five are very obvious. Actually, one through seven are pretty obvious. Number one, the overarching number one 
uh, in 1A. Indianapolis Lutheran at 5-0. Adams Central coming in at 5-0 at number two. Number three, Carroll of Flora, 5-0. Number four, I got Providence at 5-0. Number five, Park Tudor at 5-0. Number six, South Putnam at 4-1. Number seven is Sheridan at 4-1. Number eight, uh, North Judson at 3-2. Number nine, Clinton Prairie at 4-1. And And number 10, Pioneer at 4-1. So that's that's my rankings for this upcoming week. That's going into week six. So this is through week five were those rankings. All right, so some conference standings for you in the in three conferences, the Hoosier North, the NIC, and Northern Lake Conferences, uh, the two most local conferences around here uh, that we focus on the most. Starting with the uh, the Hoosier North, LaVille uh, is a half game ahead of Knox in the conference. Uh, they are 4-0, uh, 5-0 overall. They've won five. Uh, they've also won, I believe it's now 14 of their last 15 games in the regular season, which is just impressive. Um, Knox coming in at three and zero in the conference, five and zero overall, and they've won five um, straight. North Judson coming in at three and one, three and two overall, and they've won one game. Pioneer two and one in the conference, four and one overall, and they've won two in a row. Triton coming in at two and one, three and two overall, and they've won one. Culver at 0-3. They're 0-4 overall and have lost six. Actually, Culver's 0-5. Yeah. 0-5. Culver's 0-5. My bad. Culver's 0-5. Caston, 0-4 in the conference and 0-5 in... 0-5 oh, overall, and they've lost 19 straight. Culver's lost 6. And then Winnemac rounds out the Hoosier North at 0-4 oh, in the conference, 0-5 oh, overall, and they've lost 7. Uh, NIC North-South Division, uh, East-West Division, my bad. Sorry, I'm just kind of skipping over things today. New Prairie comes in at 2-0. and in the NIC Big Division, four and one overall, and they've won four straight. Penn comes in at one and zero, four and one overall, and they've won three. South Bend St. Joe comes in at one and one, three and two overall, and they've lost one. Marion comes in one and one in the conference, two and three overall, and they've won one. Elkhart comes in zero and one, one and four overall, and they've lost two. And South Bend Adams comes in 0-2, 1-4 overall, and they've lost three. In the NIC North-South Division, now we can do this one. South Bend Riley comes in at 2-0, 5-0 overall, and they've won five. Bremen comes in 1-1, 3-2 overall, and they've lost one. 
John Glenn comes in one and one as well. Three and two overall, they've lost one. Jimtown is also one and one. Two and three overall, they've won one. South Bend, Washington is also one and one. Two and three overall, they've won two. And South Bend Clay comes in 0 and 1 in the conference. 0 and 5 overall. And they've now lost 33 straight games. In the Northern Lakes now, Warsaw and Mishawaka are tied at 3 and 0 in the NLC. Uh, Warsaw is 5 and 0. They've won five. Mishawaka is 4 and 1, and they've won three. Northridge is 2-1 in the conference. 4-1 overall, they've won 2. Concord is 1-1, 3-2 overall, they've won 1. Northwood is 1-2 overall, 1-2 in the conference, 3-2 overall, and lost 1. Plymouth is also 1-2, 2-3 overall, they've lost 1. Wawasee, 1-2 overall, 1-2 in the conference. One and four overall, and they've lost two. And Goshen is 0 and two in the conference, 0 and four, 0 and five overall, and they've lost eight. And with that, we move on to Notre Dame and Central Michigan. So the first half was. Kind of sketchy for Notre Dame. They allowed the Chippewas to hang around for quite a while and make a game out of it. Halftime score was only 21-14. to 14. Um, However, the Irish in the second half did happen to pull away, only allowing three points in that second half and outscored uh, the Chippewas 20-3 to three in the second half en route to a 41-17 win. Um, Sam Hartman, again, was prolific through the air with 330 yards and three touchdowns. Audric Estime proved once again that he's the bell cow for that rushing attack, finishing with a career-high 176 yards and one touchdown. Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather led the Irish in receiving yards. Tyree at 88 and Mary Merriweather at 81. They both had uh, touchdowns. Merriweather a 75-yard touchdown and Chris Tyree on a 76-yard touchdown. So half most of their yards came through those two touchdowns right there. Jack Kaiser was a leading tackler for Notre Dame with 10 with 10 total tackles. Six solo, one sack, and one tackle for loss. And now it is officially Ohio State week, so the Irish are now preparing for this matchup with Ohio State. This game will be 7.30 at Notre Dame Stadium. It is sold out. Uh, Irish wear green. If you're a Notre Dame fan and you're going to the game, wear your green. Do not show up without wearing green. That is how we beat these red outs and all that stuff when other teams come in. Wear your green. Let's green this stadium out. And also, Notre Dame fans, do not sell your tickets to Ohio State fans. 
if they don't have a ticket and they're looking for one, do not sell them one. Let Stop selling your tickets to Ohio State fans or Georgia fans or Cincinnati fans. I'm tired of seeing Notre Dame Stadium red. Okay, 2017 against Georgia was absolutely disgusting how much Georgia fans there were. Not saying that Georgia Georgia fans are not good fans. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's a home game for Notre Dame. Let's act like it is instead of selling our tickets to Georgia fans and allowing them to have 30,000 in Notre Dame Stadium. Probably even more than that. It was basically a home game for Georgia in 2017. Let's move forward now to Cincinnati. A couple of years ago, Cincinnati walks in. They bring a whole boatload of fans. It's like, really? Then why then why have a home game if we're just going to sell tickets to Cincinnati fans? Cincinnati visiting teams are allowed at I think like 5,000. They get 5,000. That's it. That's all they get. That's how it should be. Other schools do it. They don't sell their tickets to other fans. So Notre Dame fans, quit selling your tickets to opposing teams and their fans. It's just ridiculous how many opposing team fans there are in Notre Dame Stadium. And I don't want to see Notre Dame Stadium red. But I'm pretty sure I will because Notre Dame fans don't know how to be cheering for their team and selling tickets to only Notre Dame fans who want to go to the game. Now that that's over with. Team stats for both Notre Dame and Central Michigan. Notre Dame finished with 578 total yards. 342 through the air, 236 rushing yards. Notre Dame had 23 first downs, 38 tackles, zero turnovers, and had the ball for 29 minutes and 51 seconds. For Central Michigan, they finished with 268 yards, 137 through the air, 131 on the ground. Uh, They had 13 first downs, 35 tackles, Zero turnovers. Did have two fumbles. Uh, So Notre Dame did a good job of forcing fumbles. Just couldn't get, couldn't jump on the ball in time or quick enough to get those turnovers. And Central Michigan also had the ball for 29 minutes and 29 seconds. Some other football scores in the NCAA. Alabama beat Central uh, beat South Florida seventeen to three. Alabama, welcome to the Tommy Reese Tyler Buckner area. Um, Tommy Reese and Tyler Buckner era, not Tyler Reese. Welcome to that era, Alabama. You you wanted it, you got it. Your offense is atrocious. You can thank Tommy Reese for that. Uh, Buckner is the same Tyler Buckner he was at Notre Dame. 
just because someone puts on an Alabama uniform doesn't make them the best thing since sliced bread. Tyler Buckner is not a good quarterback. He's never been a good quarterback. Tommy Reese hasn't been a good offensive coordinator, never will be a good offensive coordinator. Doesn't matter where 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 they go, they will be terrible. Um if you didn't heed any warnings, you're probably wishing you never went after Tommy Rees and you never got Tyler Buckner. Um, but sorry, not sorry. That's who you chose. Actually, you know what, Alabama? Thank you for getting rid of them because we got Sam Hartman and we've got a better offensive coordinator than we have had in a while. So thank you for getting them off our hands because we don't need them. BYU went into Arkansas and got the win 38-31. to Colorado, oh my gosh, I stayed up to watch this game. Uh, Pac-12 at night, oh my gosh. This game kicked off at 10 p.m. Eastern time, just a little bit after 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, didn't get over until about 2.30 in the morning Eastern time. 2.30. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of tired this morning. So, Colorado, number 18 Colorado, got the win over Colorado State, 43-35 to in double overtime. Florida upset, number 11, Tennessee, 29-16. Florida State up 31-10 to at one point in the second half, allows 19 straight points to Boston College. However, Boston College cannot pull off the upset. They lose to number three Florida State, thirty-one to twenty-nine. Fresno State beats Arizona State, twenty-nine to nothing. Arizona State, you're welcome for uh, Drew Pine. Number one Georgia got all it could handle from South Carolina as they were up fourteen, I believe fourteen to three, in the third quarter, and Georgia kind of pulls away. And they went 24-14. Louisville beat beat Indiana 21-14. Maryland now 3-0 after beating Virginia 42-14. Memphis beat Navy 28-24. That game was on Thursday. Number 22, Miami beat Bethune-Cookman 48-7. Play someone better. Missouri upset Kansas State. 30-27. 30-27. to 27. Interesting fact on that. Harrison Mevis, Warsaw grad, is the kicker for Missouri, and he was the one who kicked a 61-yard field goal to walk off for the Tigers. What an impressive week to be a Warsaw person. You're not going to really hear me say that ever because um, I did grow up a Plymouth fan, so sorry, Warsaw. Not really. Uh, th- this one was <laughs> this one's interesting. So I'll, I'll preface this one by saying that Oregon played Portland State, f- I believe first week. Um, obviously a home game for Oregon. Um, and Portland State lost that one, eighty-one to seven. Not surprising that Oregon put up eighty-one points. Um, however, Portland State now rebounds. Gets their first win of the season against North American University. Never even heard of this university, uh, but they won ninety-one to nothing. So 
Way to get points back <laughs> right there. Uh, the, I think they did call this game in the third quarter just because I think you know North American really didn't want to play. They didn't want to give up 100. Uh, they were going to give up 100. Um, believe the score at halftime was 63 to nothing. I believe. So pure domination by Portland State. Rutgers, 3-0 and as well. 35-16 win over Virginia Tech. Syracuse beat Purdue 35-20. UNLV went into Vanderbilt and got the win 40-37. Not really a big-time win. And West Virginia beat Pittsburgh in the backyard brawl 17-6. And then I did uh, college football top 25. These are my rankings uh, for th- uh, this week. Uh, these in, this includes games that were yesterday. Um, so this is my upcoming rankings for this week. Uh, number one, I got Georgia. Overall, number one, they're three and zero. Number two, uh, Michigan Meat Chicken, three and zero. Number three, I got Florida State, three and zero. Number four, I got Texas, three and zero. Number five, I got Ohio State at three and zero. Number six, got USC, Spoiled Children at 3-0. and uh, Number seven, got Penn State at 3-0. and uh, I got Notre Dame ahead of Washington at number eight at 4-0. and They're the only college football team with four wins. Washington comes in at 3-0 and at number nine. Number 10, I got Utah at 3-0 and above Alabama. I dropped Alabama down again for this week just because they were supposed to take care of business against South Florida. They did not. They only won by 14 points, and it was a lot closer than that. And the uh, a lot closer than that than the scoreboard actually said. Uh, this was 3-3 at one point. Not a good showing by Alabama, and their offense is terrible. Alabama, like I said, is number 11 at 2-1. and one. Number 12, I got Oregon at 3-0. Number 13, I got LSU at 2-1. Number 14, I got Oregon State at 3-0. Number 15, I got Ole Miss at 3-0. Number 16, I got Colorado at 3-0. Number 17, I got Tennessee at 2-1. Number 18, I got Oklahoma at 3-0. Number 19, I got North Carolina at 3-0. Number 20, I got Duke, 3-0. Number 21, I got Kansas State, 2-1. Number 22, I got Florida making their way into the rankings at 2-1. Number 23, I got Miami at 3-0. Number 24, I got Washington State at 3-0. And number 25, I got Iowa at 3-0. That's going to wrap it up for the week five recap show. Uh, Join us uh, this coming week for uh, a preview to week six, um, all the high school football games, as well as the preview for Notre Dame, Ohio State. Tune in for that. That one should be most likely on Thursday that that one will come out. So be ready for that one. Until then. So long, everybody.
Hey guys, it's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fight.